0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Over Six Sports Podcast. I'm Zach the Bandit Burke, and with me, as always, is the Turf King, the Lock King, Cameron Charlton. What's going on, Cam?
1: Oh, you know, just listening to some uh, friends of ours, SGP, they're just trying to get pumped up. Hopefully, listening to them, taking a little advice, at least for a couple games, will get me in the right. It's been a mess. The locks sounds are still like, horrible. Sounds like cheating. Yeah, it, it it might be, but
0: I need help. <laughs> Any help I can take,
1: <laughs> hit, I will take. It's <laughs> Friends like of the piggy-bag-y. show. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. Friends of the show. Shout out uh, at Gambling Podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, I feel like the juju could turn around for you this week. i got to try something. I'm trying anything
1: I can here. Just something else. Trying to drink a beer here instead of a mixed drink. Just anything. Wearing the Habs hat instead of the Dolphin stuff. We're doing NFL stuff. The Habs stuff brought me good luck in the playoffs for the Habs. Let's hopefully the hab stuff will bring me good luck now in the NFL season too.
0: I right, we're, we're going to find out um week 11. Week 11 it's uh it's coming to a close. So we're going to have some playoff predicts kind of probably in near the end of the season, but it's uh it's coming up. So stay tuned for that. Uh before we get into our uh week 11 uh, NFL picks, uh breaking news, which won't be breaking news when you hear it, but breaking news, Robbie Ray wins the Cy Young Award 29 first place votes and one second place vote fuck you whoever gave him a second place vote for getting the unanimous decision uh doesn't necessarily come as a surprise considering garrett cole kind of dropped off a little towards the end of the season uh but nice to have uh robbie ray the fourth uh jay in franchise history to win the cy young award
1: yeah it's pretty awesome to have him win it it was an incredible season Everyone rallied around him. You saw the shirts with the tight pants and everything. It was was super awesome, (laughs) everything Robbie Ray brought to this team. He was deserving of it. Do I think maybe unanimous? Probably not. You know, a lot of the – for even going into the final series of the year, you weren't even sure he was going to win it. The Jays lit up Garrett Cole to help Robbie Ray's case, which was super awesome to see. But you know a lot of the U.S. guys don't watch the Blue Jays. So unanimous doesn't surprise me, but I'm happy to see he deservingly won it.
0: I did see a joke where the trophy, instead of like it was just the tight pants on the top, which I did think was, was quite good. Uh, congratulations, Robbie Ray. Hopefully, this doesn't drastically increase your contract demands because we'd love to have him back as a J. Uh, but uh, when Simeon wins a gold glove and Robbie Ray wins a Cy Young, it's like uh, the dollar figure starts to climb up a bit there. We You're also didn't gonna... mention Barrios, by the way. We totally forgot Barrios on our Barrios, kind of seven-year
1: extension. I mean, it's not that much of a headline to me because he was already signed for next year. But seven yeah. more years is awesome for a guy who's only twenty-two. Seven, yeah. He took a hometown discount to stay here. This is the thing. You watch this country. Look at the run the Jays were on, almost making the playoffs. Look at this country, that stadium get behind you. You look like we talked about earlier. Edmonton, fifty thousand fans in November outside watching soccer. How do you not want to play in front of this country in sports where there's only one team we're cheering for? You have an entire country cheering for the Blue Jays. How do you not want to stay there in this atmosphere in front of these fans?
0: That's well, it. Not only that. Yeah, not only that, but like the young core that you're surrounded by, right? I mean, this is the thing. We talked about this with the Raptors too, right? Where you know, we uh, it's been a struggle to keep talent in Toronto. And in Canada, the taxes are different depending where you play. Um, You're in another country. But as you said, right, the fans and the way that this country embraces teams that represent Canada, um, Leafs aren't a great example because there's seven Canadian teams. But, um, you know, Jays, Raps, um, they're the only ones. So to have everybody rally behind you, definitely a good feeling. And why would you not want to be? Uh, with arguably the best kind of young core there is in baseball right now uh, and, and with the future that they're, you know, the future that they have. And the other part of that too, by the way, is is that I wonder how much that, uh, you know, Mike Shapiro, Mark Shapiro and all these guys were like, hey, if you give us a little bit of leeway here, like we'll sign you to seven years. They probably wanted five. They probably wanted five and they probably would have given them a little bit more money for five on an on a AAV basis. But said, "Okay, we'll give you seven. You take a bit of a discount, help out our cap situation, because if you do that, we're gonna give it, you'll give us the flexibility to go out and sign other guys like Robbie Ray, like Marcus Simeon, and give us uh, a boost up to to win that championship in front of this country."
1: Well, yeah. Now, and you look at the rotation right away, assuming Robbie Ray doesn't sign, I'm still hoping he does. You have Barrios, who is an ace. I know Robbie Ray was this team's ace, but Barrios is still an ace in the league. He is that good. Then you have guys like Alec Manoa who can be your two. You have Hanjin Ryu, who has the upside of being a one or two and he's now gonna be your three or your four. If Nate Pearson can get healthy, he's now your four. Yeah. Like if you can get one more signee, if you can get Steven Matz or one of those guys, Ross Stripling was okay at times as well. Like this rotation could be unbelievable. If Robbie Ray comes back and you have Hanjin Ryu as like your four or five, like this is just unbelievable. And Nasty. it's super exciting and even if you lose a guy like Simeon in your lineup who you want and you get a full year of George Springer like this lineup's still going to be insane so you pick up like one more player one more rotation piece hopefully two or three belt bullpen that's really where they need to focus on now this team's exciting and i'm super pumped to be at the rogers center next year in another playoff atmosphere and hopefully playoff games. Like that's what I'm excited about. You've seen how it was like that last couple series when we were allowed to get the capacity back there. It's super fun. Roger center. Isn't the nicest building, but it's got one of the best atmospheres in major league baseball. And I'm super excited for this team.
0: Yeah. Well, no doubt about it. And as you said, if Robbie is in that rotation, it's disgusting. Like it might be one of the best starting rotations in major league baseball and Simeon can be replaced. He hit a lot of home runs. He hit a lot of, like, he, his hitting was excellent. He's a great player, but that's a lot easier of a spot to fill, in my opinion, than an ace like Ravi Reyes, right? Like, you can bring in whoever, but the Jays showed this year that they had the firepower. Now, it went away at some points, but that's natural in baseball. You're not going to be, you know, 300, 350 uh, hitters all year. But if your pitching is garbage, that's what loses you games. More than you, more than your your lineup. Your, like your starting lineup, so um, guess we're gonna see what happens with that. But are you ready to get into some uh, ready to get into, into some NFL picks for week 11? Yeah, I'm fired up today. Let's go, let's get this on track. Let's get it on track, indeed. It is the over six NFL picks week 11. Seven more weeks after this week, Ben playoffs. It is time to get this track on the road. Track on the road. Train on the track. Tires back on the road. Get the eighteen-wheeler from falling off the cliff. Um, it's going to be a lot of tough games this week. Uh, looking at the lineups, it's uh, definitely, definitely a week where we're going to have a lot of those games where we're not really sure on which one we want to pick. But uh, we're going to start it off uh, as always, Sunday. At 1 p.m. Yeah, let's start it off
1: with the winning streak. The Miami Dolphins coming in with a two-game winning streak. Heading to New York to face off against the Jets. Miami favored by three here. Jets, shockingly, Zach Wilson sounds like he's going to be the backup this game. They've gone with Joe Flacco. They are scared of this Miami Dolphins blitz. This zero blitzing they did against Lamar Jackson, they know Zach Wilson can't handle it. They
0: think Joe Falco Falco Flacco can handle it a little bit better. <laughs> the mafia guy, Joe Fac Flaco. Falco. <laughs> Falco.
1: <laughs> so Miami Sorry. comes into this game going for 3 in a row, favored by 3. How
0: are you feeling about this game, Burke? Um, I mean like here's the thing is like the way that this this defense has looked the last couple weeks, it's an easy spot to say, okay, um Miami's defense, if you look at the history of this year, have been really not so good in the early, half. I'd say half, the first five games I wasn't impressed. You put up a spirited effort versus the Bills. You put up a great effort versus the, who did they beat the first one, the Texans? You put up a good effort versus the Texans, and then you put up... Uh a Herculean effort against the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I don't see any reason why that should go away this week. And frankly, Joe Flacco, yeah, he might be able to pick up the blitz better because he's an experienced quarterback, but you don't, like he's veteran, but you don't think that they're going to know that's going to happen. The different looks that the Miami defense, especially last year, last year they gave all these different looks. They always had the line moving. I wouldn't be surprised if Flacco got sacked five times this game. Uh, and through a couple interceptions, I'm all over the Miami Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins minus three.
1: Yeah, this isn't even a question. This is the Miami Dolphins all day. When I hear Sean Green saying Tua might have a great game, Sean Green, you've heard him here now, Tua about here. how much he doesn't like Tua. Oh, yeah. This is easy. Tua, Waddle, they're going to have a good game. Javon Holland's going to have a big game coming with those zero blitzes again. I don't care that it's Flacco over Zach Wilson. It doesn't matter. The Miami Dolphins are a better team than the New York Jets. If the Miami Dolphins showed up like they did last week, this isn't even close. This is way more than three. Let's go. Miami Dolphins are going to pull
0: this off, and they're going to win. I actually think they might have more success with Mike White. I Like, I don't know why they think. I mean, I get the veteran. I get the veteran angle. Like, I understand that. No, Mike White's not playing anyways. It's going to be Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco. Or, sorry, whatever. Zach Wilson. I Like, sorry. I understand. You're right. Zach Wilson's back. I understand why you would. Sorry, I don't understand why you wouldn't go with Zach Wilson at this point. He's showing flashes. I get again, unexperienced against the blitz, whatever. Flacco has how much mobility? Zero. Zero mobility. I would. Would you not take a guy with a little bit of mobility? Yeah, I mean the only question here is if Miami doesn't score early
1: and it stays close, they're just going to run a title, Michael Carter, a ton of Ty Johnson, and hope that they can just run the ball to stay out of those blitzes and do that. But if Miami can score 7 or 10 points early, this game's over. Joe Flacco's not throwing on this offense when it allows them to zero blitz. They don't have, like, Elijah Moore is a playmaker. Jamison Crowder's fine. But this team's just, they're a better team. They haven't shown it all year, but they've shown it the last two weeks. So this shouldn't be much of a game, I hope. And I hope I'm right, and I hope this Miami Dolphins we've seen the last two weeks is a real Miami Dolphins. Let's go. Fins up, baby. Fin's up. Moving along, we have San Fran heading to Jacksonville. San Fran favored by six points here. Man, I don't like this because I still don't think <laughs> San Fran's that good. <laughs> but they just came off a big win. Urban Meyer. I, I, I can't bet on Urban Meyer at all. Anyways, I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence figures that out a little more. This could be a big James Robinson game. I like him going into this game. This could just be a really a running back game. Elijah Mitchell and James Robinson could both have big games here. Elijah Mitchell's questionable, though. That's a little scary. Broken finger, it sounds like. You never know what finger it is, if it'll impact him. But, I mean, I'm not betting on Urban Meyer. It's San Fran covering six points. It's less than a touchdown. I don't care what
0: team's facing them, other than maybe Detroit. <coughs> less
1: than a touchdown against Jacksonville? I've got to go the other way. So San Fran minus six points.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Jacksonville in this one. I'm going to go the opposite way. I think that this is a letdown spot for San Francisco as far as letdown spots can go. You just had a massive game against the LA Rams where you absolutely took it to town. Um, I get the Urban Meyer angle, but if you look at the spread, man, like the Jacksonville is four and five against the spread. Um, they're basically covering 50% of the time. Um, you could argue, well, last week that they covered, so I should go with them not covering this week. They're at home. Um, I think there's a game plan here. I still don't think San Francisco is that good. And for whatever reason, Jacksonville has hung around in a lot of games this year as, as bad a, as uh, Trevor Lawrence has been at, at times, uh, they've just hung around in games. And if they lose by a field goal, it wouldn't necessarily shock me. They can probably get some stuff done. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not swayed by the Rams. Uh, If San Francisco wins this game by 18, 20 points, then next week we're having a different conversation. Uh, But for now, um, yeah, give me the Jags plus the six points.
1: Yeah, I like it. Moving along, we have the Washington football team heading to Carolina. Carolina, three and a half point favorites here. I was seeing the look look ahead on this one at one and a half, two points. I don't get it. Washington beat the Bucs. Carolina had a good win, for sure, over Arizona and Colt McCoy. But why did it go almost a point and a half different to Carolina? doesn't make sense. Letdown spot for both teams, in my opinion. Like, Carolina came up huge with Cam Newton back. As he said, he's back. So they came up for that game. Washington football team, massive game. The other angle you got to look at this, this is Ron Rivera versus Cam Newton. And I just got to look at that that way. Is It's Ron Rivera versus Cam Newton. Yeah, you could say quarterback's maybe going to know what Ron Rivera does. I like Ron Rivera. I think he's a decent coach. I think they're going to find a way to stop this and keep it. Like, this is the three and a half points. As we've said all year, the betting line, three and a half. You're going to give me three and a half points with this Washington team. I know they're missing Chase Young, but I like Ron Rivera figuring out Cam Newton more than I like Newton figuring out the other way. So I'm on the Washington football team, plus three and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go the opposite way again. I'm gonna give me Carolina minus the three and a half. I know that it's on the opposite side of the betting line, but if you looked at C last week, he was absolutely unstoppable. Barring a Mac injury, um, and with Cam Newton and Robbie Anderson you could definitely pick up some pick up this pick up the pace a little bit with Newton, uh you know, behind center, um, Washington two and seven against the spread. They really haven't covered at all this year. Uh, the Panthers cover fifty percent of the time. So you know, I, I again on, on that line, you know, you say three and a half, got to be Washington fifty percent of the time. You had to go Panthers on the spread. Um, yeah, I mean the Panthers, I like them at I like them at three and a half. And and last week it it was very obvious to me that with CMC in the lineup, this is a completely different team. Um, I just, their, their versatility is much more and I'm not swayed by Washington beating the Bucks last week. I think it's a one-off. I uh, give me Carolina minus the points.
1: Yeah, I definitely see a line either way. It's kind of one of those hard games to handicap this week, but we got to do the hard work here at over six. We're
0: going to have a lot of them here, so we can't, we can't be, we can't all be
1: the same. No, this one's probably even worse for me. Green Bay heading to Minnesota. Green Bay favored by two and a half here. I have no, no thoughts. Like I, I have no idea where to go on this game.
0: Yeah. Um, Ooh, in Minnesota too. Ooh, wow. Um, give me green Bay minus two and a half because, and I'll tell you why. The first reason is, uh, you lose Aaron Jones, you got Dylan. Okay. That's, that's fine and dandy. Um, you know, you, the run game is not that great, but we know that the Vikings like to keep games close, but at two and a half, that's close enough where I think the Packers could definitely pull out this win. as I said, on the, on the recap show, I think the Packers defense in the last five, six weeks has been extremely underrated and people are, you know, not recognizing that it's, this isn't the same defense that was playing the first four weeks, the first first four weeks, they could not stop anybody. And then after that, they've really, really picked it up. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Vikings had a lot of success last week. Again, I'm not saying every game's a letdown spot, but for the Packers too, and for Aaron Rodgers, like they actually didn't have that good of an offensive game last week, which is pretty scary. You could see this being a big Devonta Adams game. Um, the Packers minus the point.
1: Yeah. I'm all over the Packers here as well. If you've actually watched the Packers games recently, especially this year, AJ Dillon's been the better rusher. Aaron Jones is a much better pass catcher out of the backfield. But Dylan has been the better rusher. So him being your full-time rusher, he's going to be there on first and second downs for sure every time. He's pass catching okay. He's I don't think he's much of a downgrade, to be honest. Minnesota, I'm really not sure what they are. They might be able to run the game, ball on Green Bay. Green Bay really good against the pass, just kind of okay against the rush. Could be a big Dalvin Cook game. But I like Aaron Rodgers to figure it out here. How much I don't like Aaron Rodgers as a person... I like him as a quarterback. I like this offense. Devontae Adams is going to be able to figure it out. And I think AJ Dillon is just going to have a big game here. The Vikings defense hasn't showed me as much as I was hoping so far this year. So a two and a half Green Bay all day long.
0: Not only that, I got to bring this up too. Uh, Green Bay is nine and one against the spread this year. If I'm going to hit the Cowboys every week because of their spread stats, I mean, the uh, Vikings are five and four. They're a 50-50. Uh, the Green Bay is showing even without Aaron Rodgers, man, they just cover spreads um yeah i like that pick a lot yeah green Bay's just got to be they're
1: quietly having one of the best seasons in the nfl and i think it's quietly they're doing it because there's been so much drama around aaron Rodgers that you actually don't notice that they've been a really good football team this year yep moving along we have detroit heading to cleveland cleveland favored by 11 and a half detroit coming off the tie cleveland getting their bell rung by new england
0: oh man and you're gonna have chubb back this week too Job's going to be
1: back. Dernus Johnson was fine. He was okay. He's been really good. I mean, Cleveland might have three. (laughs) Well, they for sure, I think, have two of the top five talents at running back in the NFL. And now you have Dernus Johnson, who definitely a top 30. (laughs) And it's just crazy that they're just so lucky there. Their offensive line is so good. This is kind of a game. You look at what happened last week. Teams that cover the spread the week before facing a team that doesn't cover. Not good. Detroit covered the spread. They tied. Cleveland got killed. It's kind of a close-your-eye special, but they're also favored by 11.5, so it's not really. But I still think this Cleveland team's really good. This defense is really good. Jared Goff is bad. Miles Garrett's going to get to him. Detroit's just not going to hang around with good defenses two weeks in a row. Do I trust Baker? No. But do I trust Nick Chubb just running it down Detroit's throat
0: for four quarters? Yes. So I'm going to take Cleveland here. Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland just the same as you. I keep doubling down on Cleveland. I think I've taken them four weeks in a row, and I think they've let me down three out of four. Um, but no, I have again. I have to agree with this, and I mean this is one of those spots. Like Detroit, a couple week weeks ago, they had a game. They had a game that oh, there's the there's the beer crack. I love it. Um, there was a game three weeks ago where Detroit was in the game, and then the next week, I think it was versus the Bengals, they got absolutely smacked, and then the next week they performed. And then the next week they're gonna get smacked. So this is the week I think that they're gonna get smacked. I think the 11 and a half is is correct. It's a big number. Definitely not gonna be a lock for sure. Uh but I you know I can't I can't see a scenario where the Browns defense puts up another dud like they did last week. So give me the brownies.
1: The Lions are not gonna lose every game this year, but they might not win a game this year.
0: <laughs> this is true. They're still they still might be the first oh they're gonna be the first oh, 017 and one team. Like, that's a oh, thing. O oh, sixteen and one. Oh, yeah, oh, right. oh, 16 and one Oh, yeah, sorry. You're right. 0-16-1 team ever. Like, <laughs> the, I mean, I the coach doesn't have to jump in a lake for it, but, I mean, it, <laughs> it is what it is. Moving along,
1: we have Indianapolis heading to Buffalo. Buffalo favored by seven.
0: I don't like it. I don't like that line whatsoever. What has Buffalo done in the last five weeks that gives them seven points over Indy?
1: i i don't really know i don't i mean they had a big win last week against the jets and mike it's the White jets
0: too.
1: yeah and this indie team i know the records don't show it but they're a good team and i think last week was probably they probably fell asleep at the wheel there they went up huge on jacksonville and at that point you're up big you're looking ahead to buffalo you don't care about the jags you know you can just finish them off you're not going to lose that game up 17 nothing i think you start looking ahead to buffalo already and it should have been a look-ahead spot. I think this Indy team is pretty good. If Tennessee didn't have such a big lead here, I'd like Indy. I think they've lost a couple games they shouldn't have. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know why Buffalo is favored by a touchdown here. I just don't think they're that good of a team this year.
0: And I could absolutely see this as an Indy backdoor cover. Because they did it versus the Rams earlier in the season. Where the Rams were not big, they fell asleep, Indy came back. But to me... Indianapolis's D's look good. Like it's looked decent enough where they've been able to, you know, keep games close. Um, you know, they're all, as you said, their offense last week, they just kind of fell asleep. Definitely looking ahead for them. Uh, maybe that's something that we should have really taken advantage of with Jacksonville. I'm sure we talked about it, but, um, yeah, I mean, both teams against the spread, they're kind of basically the same. Um, yeah, I mean give me the Colts minus uh sorry, give me the Colts plus the seven, and I could absolutely see this being a you know 24 game for Buffalo. But Colts so but I think Buffalo money line is safe, but I do think the I mean the the Colts also could win. I could see both scenarios. Yeah, like I see
1: the the Colts are a live dog here in my opinion. Like they're a good team and they're gonna force Josh Allen into what he doesn't want to do, and that's check it down. They're not gonna allow the big plays. You've seen it this year a lot. Mahomes, Josh Allen, these guys don't like checking it down. They don't like just moving their way down the field. They get in trouble when they have to do that because they want to force it more, and they don't take what's there. And I know they're still somewhat young, but I just haven't been as impressed with Josh Allen as I was hoping to be, and I think this is a defense that's going to give him trouble. So not only is Indy going to cover the seven, I think they're a live dog in this game. Woof. Moving along, we have – we have the New Orleans Saints heading to Philly. Philly favored by two points. Ah oh, man. I don't like Jalen Hurts against a good defense. And No. Sounds like Kamara is going to be good to go. He was limited at practice today, but he was practicing. So Alvin Kamara practicing on a Wednesday is a good sign. I don't know what I think about this Philly defense. I don't know if they're going to be able to do well. But with Alvin Kamara in the lineup, this really good defense, I don't trust Jalen Hurts. He was really good last week, and all the credit to him. Do I trust him two weeks in a row? No. This two points means I should probably lay the points with Philly, but I like these Saints, and I don't know why. I don't really trust their quarterbacks, but if Simeon gives kind of a mediocre game again, I see them possibly going full Taysom Hill, and Taysom Hill has been able to game manage. So to me, I'm going to go the Saints Plus the two points here. It's not a lot of points, but I think they're gonna win this game. Honestly,
0: I'm also gonna take Saints plus the two points, and the Philadelphia Eagles are o and four at home. O and four. They're five and five against the spread. O and four at home. Uh, New Orleans is five and four against the spread, so they're they're a game above fifty percent. Um, I'm with you. For all those same reasons, I just think, again, I have Philly as a 5-12 and team. I don't think that you should be fooled by games where they win that we maybe picked against them or whatever the case is. If they win every other game the rest of the season, I'd be shocked. I think sometimes they definitely show up some games when other teams have these little down games and it can definitely fool you. Um, 0-4 record's not a fluke. Oh, it's, it's just not. You could say, well, they're due at home. Well, yeah, they might be, but the Saints, again, last week they, they couldn't get the job uh couldn't get the job done and, I don't know, give me, give me the Saints and Camara, dude. This guy could absolutely have a huge fantasy week, which will help you uh, actually get a dub.
1: Yep, moving along to a <laughs> Chicago now. We have the Baltimore Ravens heading to Chicago. Baltimore favored by four and a half.
0: Yeah, you got to give me Baltimore here. Why is this only four and a half? I don't know. Like, Baltimore coming off an embarrassing loss to the Miami Dolphins, like, is it an overreaction to the fact that their defense sucks? But what about the Bears offense gives you any hope? Justin Fields has looked better the last two weeks,
1: but this is a Baltimore Ravens defense that blitzes a ton. What do rookie quarterbacks struggle against? The blitz. It's proven. That's why Bill Belichick is so good against rookie quarterbacks, because he just blitzes heavy. The Ravens blitz at the second most this season, I believe, second to the Dolphins. So they're just not going to blitz fields. We know he processes the game slowly. And I just think this is going to be a big game from a guy like Mark Andrews. Like, this is going to be a big tight end game. I know they can get to Lamar, but Lamar gets away from stuff. And I know I don't know if their secondary for the Bears can challenge the same way Miami's can and bring pressure with the secondary. Their line's still good. Miles Ge- – or, blanking on his name now. Help me out. Bears D-line. Oh, Cleo Mack. Khalil Mack is still good, and he's going to get some pressure. And they got some ways of doing that, but just not good enough here. This is not enough points. This should be closer to a touchdown, I think. And the Ravens are going to cover four and a half, and I think quite easily.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, again, I, we a little not so chalky at the start, but definitely a little chalkier down the road here. Um, I mean, the Ravens still have a chance to... Um, you know they're 6 and they're 6 and 3 you start winning some games down the stretch here you've got uh you got a couple back to you got a game i think it's against the who's it against they got a, they got two games they play a game against a team then they play a bye and then they play a game against a team I forget who it is anyway they got two of those games where they should be easily winnable games for the ravens um yeah i i just i look at this and i'm like after that embarrassing you, you don't think lamar jackson's just gonna sling the ball and put up 150 yards running this week i i just i don't see what the bears defensive line is going to be able to do because if you sell out for the sack he's going to roll out like lamar's just going to roll out and run up the sideline and i can see that happening a ton
1: yeah
0: i just i, I like
1: the ravens here i mean before the miami game they were the top team in the AFC. Everyone's knocking them way down, and I know we're biased. We're thinking this was more Miami showing what they could be, and not the Ravens playing down. Where some people are the other way, but we're high on Miami. I mean, definitely biased. We're not gonna we're not gonna have sit to here be. And t- have or to. tell you it's not gonna be. But still, like I don't think this Baltimore team's bad. I just think Miami played up to their potential last week, and yeah, Baltimore didn't play up to theirs, but. Against Chicago, Chicago, I don't think they can play at the same high potential. They might have a higher floor than Miami does, clearly, this year. But I don't think they have as high a potential as Miami did last week. So Baltimore, again, I just think this is an easy pick.
0: Ravens win by two field goals, and they cover. Yeah. That doesn't seem that unrealistic. No. So, yeah. Anyway, Ravens the cover. Let's get going. Moving to the last
1: 1 p.m. slate, we have the Houston Texans heading to Tennessee. Tennessee favored by 10.
0: Ugh. A lot of points. I'm going to live
1: live and die on the Tyrod Taylor-Hill. No, you're not. Tennessee has came off five massive wins against playoff teams from last year. I know this is a division game, and they're going to win this game. But 10 points, Tyrod Taylor's going to get out for it. It's a division game. He's had a couple weeks to come back from his injury. Tennessee, massive left spot here. They're going to figure out a way to win this later but they're not going to take this game as serious as I think they should. And I just see this being a little letdown spot for them. They have the Patriots to look forward to next week, which is a huge AFC matchup now. So against the Texans, 10 points, I'm going to live and die on this Tyrod
0: Taylor hail here. you are Texans were on the buy last week, right? Yeah, they were Texans on the buy last week. And how good have teams been coming off the buy cam? Not good. Not good at all. Um, Titans did not cover last week. Give me the Titans minus 10 because I think, I mean, the Titans are winning this game. There's no doubt in my mind that they're winning this game. I also said that about the Rams last week versus San Francisco. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Take it what you will. But teams again, off coming off the bye have not been good at all. Like not even like at all. Titans at home, you're gonna have a raucous Tennessee crowd, and they're seven and three against the spread. Everything's pointing Tennessee. Give me them minus the points. Yep,
1: I just I I keep saying I'm it's one last week with Tyrod Taylor, and I keep going them. So I don't really know, but I'm gonna live and die on that hill. So. They're 0
0: and five on the uh, on the road, by the way. The Texans are. I mean, they only have one win, but they're it's fine. Tyrod Taylor didn't play a lot of
1: those games, so. <laughs>
0: Moving along to I guess, Sunday I guess so.
1: at four p.m. We have the Cincinnati Bengals coming off thereby heading to Vegas to face the Raiders. Coming off a tough divisional loss. Cincinnati favored by one, so this is
0: basically a pick'em.
1: Where Ugh. do we go
0: with this game? This is a, this is the pick'em of all pick'ems. Both teams four and five against the spread. Um the Bengals have a three and two away record. The Raiders have a three and two home record. Like this is legitimately a pick pick 'em of all pick 'ems. Um, both, yeah, both teams are five and four. Five and four. Like it's like honestly, this is one of those lines where the 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 line makers are like, eh, I don't really know what's gonna happen here. Um, I, you know, I the problem that I have with the Bengals right now is the last couple outings that they've had have, in my opinion, have been disappointing. They just they just haven't looked as hot as they did earlier and maybe that's the record um, but if I, you know I just look at Vegas and in the way that last week went uh, against the Chiefs I just think that that's just not gonna sit well with them um ah, man yeah it just I this is more nothing more than a gut feel like from a from a statistical standpoint like it just it's it doesn't look good um the Bengals were on by last week right yep Yeah, well, you gotta go. You got to go Raiders. That's the only edge that I can find here, that teams coming off the bye are not good. You're giving Las Vegas a point. Gave me the Raiders plus the one. That's the way I've looked at it. That's the one stat that jumped out, is teams
1: are not good off the bye. Bengals coming off the bye. Vegas has had a good pass rush. They were the number one rated pass rushing team for a while, and we know this Bengals O-line is terrible. I just think Vegas, after getting kind of embarrassed by KC in a tough divisional spot with the division up for grab, They're going to come out hard here. They're going to want to win this game. They've gone through so much, but I still love everything that Derek Carr is saying. I think Derek Carr is, he's not a superstar quarterback, but he's a really good NFL quarterback. Like when we were watching the Sunday night football game and they were showing his career stats, I'm like, wow, he's actually been quite good over his career. He's definitely better than I thought Derek Carr was. He says all the right things. He's going to find a way of getting Darren Waller involved. He hasn't been as involved as he should be. This is going to be a get right spot for the Raiders. They're going to rally around everything that's happened and win this game. Big Hunter Renfro game incoming. Moving along, we have the Dallas Cowboys. This is definitely America's game of the week. There's no question. I don't even have to look it up. Dallas Cowboys. I can't believe they didn't
0: flex this to the the eight eight o'clock game, eh?
1: Yeah. Dallas heading to KC. KC favored by two and a half points.
0: I know where you're going. yeah, I was going to say, everybody knows, everybody who's listening to this podcast knows exactly where I'm going, so you might as well go first and save my rant for after. <laughs> I don't like either team. I think Dallas is overrated. I mean, they're
1: going to keep showing up, and I keep saying that. KC slightly underrated, overrated. They're both at the same time, if that's possible. I mean,
0: like I guess.
1: They're not as bad as they seemed earlier this year, but I don't think they're as good as they were in years past. I mean, I'm just going to fade... This Dallas defense. And I know KC doesn't cover, and you're gonna give your whole rant about that, but they have two of the <laughs> their two corners give up the second and third most yards in the NFL. You don't think Tyreek Hill's gonna take advantage of that? Trayvon well. Diggs. Trayvon Diggs can't stop anybody who makes a double move. Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in the league. He makes a double move, and it's like, alright, Mahomes, just throw it. I'm long gone. Two and a half points, KC. I think last week was a get-right spot. They figured it out a little more. Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. So let's go, Casey.
0: Casey doesn't cover. Other than last week when I locked them up. But they don't cover. they three and 7 against the spread now. Dallas is 8-1. and one. Dallas has a 7-2 and two record. And I don't understand, other than the one blip that they had two weeks ago where they just got their shit rocked, I don't see any spot where they've really had a weakness in their game. Um, and I believe two weeks ago they were coming off the bye, no?
1: I have no idea.
0: I'm pretty sure they were coming off the bye in week uh, 9. I think week 8 was their bye um uh, i'm gonna confirm this really quick because i i, I gotta know because if it, if it, this makes this makes or breaks my point oh so they had a week seven buy. i don't know when, when did they get their shit rocked was it week eight or week nine i think it was week nine anyway regardless regardless after the buy, so no excuse there yeah okay so there you go so week after the buy, they got their, they got nailed anyway <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, their offense has obviously been good. I I think the chiefs offense has been one of the, sorry, defense has been one of the worst defenses in the league this year. And we really thought last week that Vegas was going to take advantage of it. Uh, and they didn't. So I'm going to stick with that same, I'm going to stick with the game plan here and say, yeah, I think the Cowboys are definitely going to keep the game close. Could it come down to a field goal for sure? It could, um, Cowboys cover the spread. Chiefs don't give me the Cowboys plus two and a half points. Moving along to the last 4 o'clock slate game, we have Arizona heading to Seattle. Arizona
1: only favored by 2.5 here. Kyler Hopkins going to be back. Who knows? Russell Wilson coming off his first career getting shut out. I don't know yeah. why this yeah. is going complete gut here. Russell Wilson is going to cook. We are going to see unlimited Russell Wilson.
0: This is <laughs> Unlimited.
1: This is the guy that we know we can see. He's going to come out here, lock it, DK. He's going to be throwing the ball all over this Arizona Cardinals defense, which I don't think is as good as it was early in the year, especially when they had J.J. Watt as well. And I just think Seattle's getting up huge for this game. And I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury versus Seattle. I just don't think he's that good of a coach. I think it's actually going to hurt them that Hopkins and Kyler have had two weeks off, going into a big divisional matchup. Just going completely gut here, I feel like Seattle's going to win this game.
0: I'm also on Seattle. Uh, the uh, Carolina, the Carolina Arizona Cardinals have a Week Twelve bye, so I'm not convinced Kyler's going to play this game. I, no. I think I, I think they very well. They they may rest him and hop again this week because they're eight and two. They pretty much, let's say they lose this week, they go to eight and three, they get a bye. To me, it makes sense to rest those guys. From a fantasy perspective, it drives me crazy. But from a game management perspective and a playoff perspective, which they're in, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't sit them down an extra week, give them an extra week for the bye and let them come back fully healthy. That's the angle that I like. And you're right. Russ is in a spot here where he should be cooking. The Seahawks are at home coming off of an embarrassing loss in Green Bay. Um... You know, I I just this is this is one of those spots. I know the Cardinals are five and zero on the road, but this is just not a spot that I think is great. I don't see, as I said, I don't see any reason why Hopkins and Kyler Murray should be playing this game. Frankly, Game me the Seahawks plus the two and a half. It's it's going against the betting line again, but I you got to do it. I think in this spot you you got to go Seattle. No, I'm just treating this game as a straight up.
1: It's a pick 'em game, and I like Seattle. This is a divisional matchup. Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. And that's all I got to think. Pete Carroll is a good coach, except for one play in his career, which cost him the Super Bowl. But I think he's a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. So that's where I am putting my money on this week. Moving along to the Sunday nighter, two teams who, big name teams, but quite disappointing teams, especially last week. We have Pittsburgh heading to the LA Chargers. Chargers favored by five and a
0: half. After last week. Um... Yeah, I don't I, I don't know, dude. Like I you know, like the Steelers couldn't put any points up against the the Lions. They put up 16 on the Lions and tied the game. And you could Chargers. say, well, it's it's, it's so, what what?
1: Chargers can't stop the run. They're the worst team against the run. They are. Do you know who gets- the
0: Steelers just, Steelers, yeah, I know. You got Najee Harris and the, all who that gets, kind of stuff. what 30 touches a game. No, I know. I know. I know. But this is a spot, like, again, like the the Chargers can't keep losing. What have they lost? Three in a row? I just don't think maybe, like, especially you got
1: Justin Herbert going against a really good defense. He hasn't looked good recently. And you got T.J. Watt coming
0: at him. T.J. Watt's hurt. Fuck it. Give me Chargers minus five and a half. I do not feel good about this game either way. (laughs) But you know what? I've banked
1: on this Pittsburgh defense from the start of the year. I've banked on them a bunch of weeks and it's done me quite well because this defense is still a really good defense. I know last week, I mean, it was 16-16, so it's not like the defense was that bad. I just like this Pittsburgh team. I think they're going to be able to run the ball because that's what the Chargers give up. Najee Harris has been good. I think they're going to find a way to run the ball, keep this close. Five and a half seems like a lot against this good of a defense. I don't think the Chargers can cover five and a half against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That's what I'm making on.
0: Well, we're going to find out because I I have a real problem betting on the Steelers because they've just been trash honestly, all year. They have like one good game where they got a dub, and other than that, like, I, they haven't given me enough. Moving into Monday Night
1: Football, we have the New York Giants heading to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay favored by 11.
0: As they should be.
1: Tom Brady, off, at a loss, off a loss, off a buy, off another loss, at home, 11 against a not very good football team. A football team who does cover, as Ryan Kramer will tell us. That's all he hopes they do is cover. But all <laughs> these things, Tampa they don't win. Bay, Tom Brady, like, I know 11's a lot. I don't like laying 11 points, but all those factors. I'm like, Tom Brady's just going to embarrass this team. This is what he does. Mike Evans is going to have a ridiculous amount of points and I'm playing him in every fantasy league this year, so that's going to suck or this week. But Tampa Bay's just going to find a way to get it done and Tom Brady's going to get it done this week.
0: Why for a Giants team that lost to the Falcons earlier in the year and didn't cover, why do we think at all that they can cover 11 points versus a Bucks team that got their ass kicked by the Washington football team?
1: Because they like, beat the Raiders, they lost by three to the Ch- Chiefs, and they beat the Panthers. Those are the last three games. So I think they've covered all three of the last
0: three games with two wins. Perfect. So it's a great spot for a letdown spot for the Giants then. That's what you're telling me. This is a perfect opportunity to fade uh, the Giants, to fade Danny Dimes. Um, they're looking ahead <laughs> to, to the Eagles next week as well. Yeah, I mean, Saquon, Saquon's going to be back for this week. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Wouldn't that be nice for fantasy owners if Saquon if Saquon could stay healthy? But they're man, their their wide receiver room is still a mess. And if so if they're gonna run the ball against the Bucks, that's not gonna work out well. And I guarantee you, with Tom Brady, how pissed he was at the at the press conference, it's gonna be Super Bowl, Tom Brady, this week. Give me the Bucks minus eleven at home.
1: I like it. I just don't trust this Giants team. I know they're cover, and they might cover again. 11 points is a lot, but. They could. I don't trust it. So, Burke, how do we want to do the locks this
0: week? They've Snake been draft. Bad. They suck. F- I've been 50% two weeks in a row. What are you talking about? That's you're not still, bad. Like, you're less than 40% for the year. That's not good. Yeah, but that's that's like that's earlier in the year. I've been 50% the last two weeks. So do you want the first pick or the second and third then? No, I mean, I seconded and thirded last week, and I was more successful than you. So give me one and four, and I'll give you a chance to go back to back. All right? All right. Go for it. All right. Give me Dolphins minus the – was it three and a half? Yep. Dolphins minus three. three and a half. Sorry, Dolphins minus three, lock it up. I could I you know, in, in the worst possible case scenario, I could see this being a push. Uh, but in my opinion, I think the Dolphins are gonna get uh, business done here. I think it's two a time. Two has definitely shown some signs for me, and I think this defense absolutely exposes Joe Flacco for the old fart that he is. Um yeah, I, I like that as uh as <laughs> my lock of the week. And I have not locked up Miami this week of oh, this year. Not at all. I picked them, but I have never locked them, and for once, I'm going to lock my own team, which is always a scary thought on the road, but I think they get the job here done versus the Jets. My lock of the week. So, I'm
1: going 50-50 on this one. I am 100% of the time, I've taken Miami as a lock. They've won. Uh, 50 per, or 0% of the time, we've taken the same lock. They've won. So, I'm going to go with Miami again. I This is my first pick, too. I just... Couldn't stay away from this game off a winning streak. Being a biased Miami Dolphins fans, we are. I like this one too, so I'm going to have to make it one of my two. So let's hope I move the Dolphins to 100% and our shared locks to 50% this week. Nice. Who's number two? Number two, I'm going to go with the team Miami played last week. Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half here. Just again, we thought this line just seems wrong. It should be closer to a touchdown. Lamar, Mark Andrews, they're going to eat this week. Do they need a running back against the Bears? No, because the Bears are decent against the run. But you have Lamar Jackson if you do need to run it. Baltimore, minus four and a half. This seems like the wrong line,
0: so I got to go with it. You're going to love my fourth, my second pick. Any guesses? Cowboys? No, of course not. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. Minus the three and a half. It's three and a half, right? Not three. Yep. Three and a half, Carolina Panthers at home versus the Washington football team. Washington football team coming off their big dub, that letdown spot, versus a team that I think is going to keep it rolling this week. They got C-Mac. They got, got, uh, I'm back, Cam Newton. And uh, they're going to want to show that home crowd what is up. Panthers, lock it up baby and I have a good feeling that it's going to be a hundred percent lock week this week it's the double lock I liked it before you made that pick (laughs) you have no faith in the Panthers I mean part of it is is anytime we lock up the Panthers people get pissed so yeah Nate this is all on Mr. Burke here if it goes bad I mean it is but I've had success picking the Panthers you're the you're the kiss of death we all know that you're the auto fade so, Cam, the auto fade Charlton, except when I lock the Dolphins, they win and cover. <laughs> this could be the turnaround that you needed. So, uh, I love it. Great picks this week. Um, I, I kind of struggled this week, honestly, kind of looking ahead and and uh, trying to pick some of these ones because there's a lot of close games, a lot of big, a lot of big spreads again. And man, this is one of just, the first you, weeks in a while
1: where I actually feel really good, which is probably terrible, but I yeah. feel good this week. I have a lot of confidence. The energy's up. I'm feeling good with a lot of things right now, so let's carry that
0: into their picks. Carry let's it into another it. Miami Dolphins win, three in a let's, row. Three that in a be row. Nice. Fin's up, baby. That's all I want to see. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Over Six Sports, uh, at C Charlton Turf, and at Zach Burke Over Six. And thank you for listening to the Over Six Sports podcast. I am Zach Demanda Burke, and with me, as always, the Auto Fade.
1: I don't I don't even want to respond to that.
0: Cameron Charlton. <laughs> oh you can you get some turkey if you want? No, still not gonna see number six voice we'll chat with you, next week.